Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Women Camp. Thank you for joining the conversation with the Women Camp community today. Women Camp is a women's empowerment community where we are motivating women to fulfill their purpose. This broadcast is designed to inspire, motivate, and encourage women of all ages, shapes, colors, and sizes. We are all women, here to be courageous, anointed, mighty, and powerful. Stay tuned and join the conversation with your host, Servola, and the Women Camp Team. Well, good morning, everyone. We're so excited to have you all on the line with us today for our broadcast today as we continue on Let's Get Ready to Launch here on Women Camp. I hope you all are ready and eager to dive into what we're doing here on the broadcast. We have a lot of information that we're going to share with you today, and I'm so excited to be able to to jump in, but as always, we like to do a recap of what we talked about in the previous week um, before we launch forward into the broadcast of this week. So last week, we talked a little bit about um, READY, and the acronym READY stands for, the R in READY stands for research. And so today, I would like um, Doc and Samantha and Trisha, as they're coming on the line, we're going to just dive into just talking about some of the key aspects from last week. That, that stuck out to us. And just as a refresher for some of you who were listening in on last week's broadcast, research is a systematic investigation into the study of material or the source in order to establish facts or reach new conclusions. And we talked about um, that research is to develop our awareness of who we are. So as we go into this, um, I'm going to start with you, Samantha, and just share with us a little bit about you know, what stuck out to you um, from our broadcast last week as we kicked off our new season here on uh, Women Camp, and we started talking about this whole element of recognizing that research is so important to who we are as women and, and as human beings. Hey, man, and good morning, everyone. It's, it's, it's always a pleasure, a blessing to be on Women Camp with you all. Um, the things that stuck out to me on last week, you know, Pastor Charlene said something that I um, that that hadn't been touched on as we were talking, and she was saying how our mate, um, how important our mate is in the research of who we are, and I hadn't thought about that, but it's so it's so true because our and she pointed out that our mates are so you know are a lot of times just the opposite of who we are, and as I thought about it, I realized that that was true as well, and how place us together in these places with someone that's the the total opposite of who we are and how it does allow us to uh, examine ourselves and and learn more about who we are, which allows us to propel forward in what it is that we've we've been called to do. Um, I also like the point, and I can't remember who said it, but um, the statement was research better prepares us for the end goal. And I think that that was important as well, that the research that we do, the the finding out about ourselves, the finding out about what it is that we've been called to do, what we're getting ready to launch out to, it better prepares us for the end goal of of um, 
of reaching our destiny, of who God has called us to be. And I, I just felt like that was an important point as well. And I don't want to take up all the time on this morning as we recap, but I, I just thought that those were two important points uh, that we discussed on last week. Wow. So, Doc, if you would just share with us some of the key points that stuck out to you in last week's broadcast. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. So happy to be on the broadcast with you all again today. But what stuck out to me uh, on last week was uh, at one point we were talking about uh, how the research uh, is that portion of the inside of you, you learning you, you being more acquainted with you, you being uh, prepared and and knowing and understanding what uh, God has uh, plan for your life and what he has for you to do here on this earth. And I, I felt like that that was just, just so important because we have to understand that before we can be uh, and do anything, we have to realize and understand who we are and where we came from and why we're here. And that's that shining that light on us. You know, you know you're talking about being, uh, being able to go and, and research and get an understanding that can only come through us shining the light on us and us knowing who we are. Wow, wow. So, ladies, I hope you're ready. We're about to dive into the next aspect of ready. And so last week we talked about research, and today we're going to talk about educating ourselves, establishing systems. And it's really important as you know, as we begin to look at this this whole perspective on education and educating ourselves, that we gain this understanding of what, you know, what to be educated is, what is educating yourself all about. And, you know, to educate is to give intelligent or moral or social instruction to someone or to give someone training or information on a particular field or, or subject matter or what have you. And so as we are trying to, as we educate ourselves about ourselves, we're learning the things about ourselves, but we're also learning how to, how to, um, in a sense, influence ourselves for the better. We're learning. We're learning ourselves. We've done the research on ourselves, and we learn the things that affect us, and and how to uh, respond to those things are some of the things that we educate ourselves on. So last week, Trisha kind of touched on that a little bit, how she was talking about. She gave an example of a situation at work and how. She responded in a way that was outside of herself, and she knew that part of it was because of how she felt about the person or the situation, but she also knew that there was some other dynamics, other things that were playing into that that she needed to address, that there was a lot of stress in her life at the time, there was a lot of frustrations going on, and so because of that, all of those things mounting up, it put her in a position to where she just kind of blew up. And from that, she realized, hey, I need to learn how to be able to have conversations with people. And so that was a, a moment where she learned something, she grew, and then from there she took it further and she said, well, I need to educate myself. I need to equip myself with knowledge or some, you know, an intellectual basis so that I can figure out how I can respond to this better. And so I think that's so important that as we are researching and learning things about ourselves, that we don't miss out on the opportunity to perfect those areas about ourselves. You know, when I think of um, 
you know, the education piece of learning yourself and, and learning how to better yourself or learning how to, to fine-tune those areas in our lives. I think about it from the scripture where it says, you know, that, you know, when we shall know the truth and the truth shall set us free. And a lot of times when it comes down to educating ourselves, we, we, we know things about ourselves. We know, but the education comes in when there's an aspect of I'm knowing it, I'm fully aware of the areas where I need to prove improve, and I'm willing to learn more about the areas that I need to make improvements on. I need, I need, I'm willing to learn those improvements. And ladies, I don't know about you, but there's one thing to know things. It's another thing to be willing to expand your mind to learn about the things that you need to grow and develop in. And that's a, you know, in, in the business environment, we call that a learning curve. And all of us have a learning curve in our lives. There, you know, when we wake, when we were born, we had a steep learning curve. We were learning how to be what it was or what it is to, to be a, a woman or to be a young lady or to be a girl. And so as we grew up over time, all of that was, our growing was our educating ourselves, learning diff- different aspects of who we are. And I like to always go back to the story of, you know, when a child is coming into the kitchen and the mom is in there cooking and the child doesn't really know that the stove is hot. And so the child reaches to touch the stove because they're fascinated by this thing that seems to be able to create food or heat up food, and they don't even know the aspect of heat. They don't understand that, you know, a large uh, uh, heat at an elevated temperature could cause harm. And so the mom knows that or has been educated on, whether it's through experience, whether it's through someone telling her not to and then experience, whatever it may be, she knows that information. And then she then shares that with the child. And so at that point, the child has the choice to trust what mama says or to test it out for themselves. And nine times out of ten, because children are exploratory, they're going to test. They're going to test it, right? They're going to test it out to see how it fits or how it works. And because we like to test things in our education process, our experiences flow in line with that. So I want to talk a little bit about our experiences. I want to talk a little bit about understanding that there are various ways that we can educate ourselves. So you know, why or what kind of education is necessary for us at whatever phases in our lives, and how can we pinpoint the education that's necessary for where we are? And so I'm going to start with um, with you, Doc. And when you look at different areas in your life and where you have to learn and you have to grow, you have to educate yourself, you know, what has been – the thing that has helped you to drive yourself in the right direction on what type of education was important for you at the time. Oh, wow. And I think about uh, a lot of things that, uh, that I've learned through life, and, and a lot of that has came through me uh, being taught and educated in areas uh, concerning things. Uh, a quick thought that just came to me was, you know, uh, how we learn through our association, we learn through people that are around us, and 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 that is what educates us, or or it 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 builds us to be who we are. 
and I think about my grandmother, and she, you know, at this at this point she's still alive. She's like ninety. I think it's 98, 99 years old. I give God praise for her. But I think about when I was young and I was growing up and how, you know, watching her, you know, I would be around her and I would watch her when she's cooking. I would watch her when she's cleaning, you know, the house. I watch her, just her, her mannerism, you know, just, just like, uh, I just, it's funny because I was just thinking about this. I, I, I was telling my grandson he was his mother's shadow. In other words, he, you know, he's just, you know, following her steps where she went, he was going, and that was pretty much me with my grandmother. I would, you know, would always be, you know, find a way to get around to what she was doing, and uh, and and she's all, you know, she was a blessed woman. She, and I, I don't know if it was because I knew that she was going to be eventually cooking something good, and 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 I would be able to get a plate and get a taste of it or whatever, but it was. Things, so many different things that I learned from her. I learned from her wisdom. I gleaned from her, her mannerism. I gleaned from even uh, 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 things that where she was not even saying anything, but just her the way she lived, her mannerism, how she conducted herself, how she handled different situations. And and when you think about being educated, you know, it's more than just sitting in a classroom. I, I, I've learned from sitting in classroom. I've learned, I've gained a lot of knowledge from sitting in classrooms. But a lot of the knowledge that I've gained and a lot of the education that I have received through life was through life experience, you know, uh, 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 learning from others, learning from, you know, being around them. And, 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 and it's the thing that, you know, when you're around people that are producing Good things, good quality, people that are, are, are emanating, you know, things that are positive, that's, that's, that's going to keep you flowing, that's going to keep you encouraged, that's going to keep you built up. Those are the people that you should be gleaning from. Those are the people that you should be learning from. That's, those are the people that's going to cause you to, you know, face life, you know, in a positive and better way more so than those that are negative and those that are, are, are offensive, those that are, 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 you know, harsh and rude, rude to people. You, you know, you, 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 the understanding that you uh, are, the, the education that you gain from that is something that's not going to be, you know, good for your life. It's not going to be helpful for your life. So I, I, I learned a lot of things, you know, through, through, through being around uh, uh, people that, that, that were, that were, Strengthening me in a more positive and effective way. Wow. So what I got out of what you're saying, Doc, was that observation is the way that we use to educate ourselves. We can observe others and their actions and their mannerisms and their behaviors, and that helps us. We, within ourselves, we look at that behavior and we look at those responses from how they respond to things on if we want to receive that type of response, then we learn, okay, I'm going to do that. If we don't like the response, then we decide, okay, I'm not going to do that. So we're learning by what we observe in others and how in those reactions and actions and different things like that and how that plays into that. So, so I'm going to let you drop in on this, you know, because as we're talking about there, you know, Doc hit on it really key, is sometimes we can be real narrow in what we think education is, and education is not just the book learning. 
but I want us to look at the full scope of education, not in a sense from a perspective of, you know, one is better than the other, but looking at it from the perspective of all the different aspects that flow into what we consider to be this umbrella or this, this melting pot of education, if you would, Samantha. Amen. I, and I absolutely agree with, with, um, with Pastor Charlene. What, you know, and what I got from it is that, you know, our education starts even at an early age. Um, it starts even before we walk into any, uh, any school building, before we encounter any, um, any teacher with a teaching license. We have our teachers at home that pour so much into us that prepare us before we even get to uh, what we consider to be a formal education and how important that is into our foundation of knowledge and who we are. Um, I think that is, that is absolutely important. And so then we find ourselves entering into, into the school system. We find ourselves, you know, going to preschool or kindergarten, and we have uh, these teachers that, that I think sometimes are more important than they realize they are to, for, to forming these little beings, to forming these people who are going to one day be adults. And so that education um, is not what we learn from, from teachers is not always just what they teach us out of the books, just what the, the subject that they're teaching, but we do, absolutely. I agree with uh, Pastor Charlene. We do watch everything they do. Uh, students watch the way their teachers carry themselves. They watch the way uh, the teachers handle situations when they're under pressure. Um, I, I think teachers sometimes don't realize that, but when, when they're put under pressure in the classroom, the, the students watch the way they respond to that pressure. And, even then, they begin to emulate what they've seen uh, when when the student is under pressure. Um, and then it, life continues on as far as what we're educating. Some, As Pastor Charlene was talking, I think, about even now, a lot of what I learn and what God has taught me to watch in his, in his classroom of education, in, in God's classroom of education, uh, it's not always the Bible talks about studying to show ourselves approved, working that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And as much as we, we read and we study the word of God, I've also realized that God has taught me a lot just by watching things that are happening um, in the world uh, things that are happening right before me in nature, things that 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 he's trying to show me. There are billboards that he he wants me to see, and he he uh, speaks something to me concerning that. There's so much. Our education goes beyond a classroom, just like our spiritual relationship goes beyond a building, a church building. It's broad, and if we open ourselves up to realizing that on every aspect we are being educated in some form, then our knowledge has the opportunity to grow leaps and bounds. You know, as we're talking about this, I'm reminded of a quote that we have in our, our description of our uh, broadcast today by Nelson Mandela, and he said that education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. And I think that is, that is so on point um, because we, we can either learn, we can use what we learn to cause a major impact on, on our world, or we can become ignorant um, and, and not grow, and then we still have an impact. It's just not a, it's not a positive impact on our world. So education makes a difference, and how we educate ourselves is really, is really key um, because I think that we need to understand that everyone grows differently. 
you know, the same thing that you use for, for example, you're not going to use the same fertilizer for a citrus tree that you would use for a potato. You're not going to use the same methods of growth for a citrus tree that you would use for a potato. And I think that in our lives, because we're all different in the way that we've been created and the goals and the passions that we have and what we believe our purpose is, I think that it's important to recognize that as you're moving forward and you're launching into being this person that God has called you to be, and you're recognizing your purpose and the vision for your life, that you don't get hung up on a certain type of education. Now, Granted, I'm not saying that you should go out there and start practicing. If you know that you should be licensed in a particular field, that you should go out there and just start practicing it, you know, and say that you're certified or licensed. We're not talking about lying. But what I am talking about is, you know, putting yourself in a position to where you can do what you know that your purpose or intent calls, you know, that you should be doing and making sure that you're fully aware of all the knowledge spaces that you need to have in order to launch forward into that and be successful at it. You know, because if you want to change your world, then you need to ensure that you know all that is necessary in your sphere of influence or in your world that you need to do in order to see that through. And the way that I look at that is that if I were to to um, to grow um, a, a lemon tree, because I like lemons in my tea, and so if I wanted to grow a lemon tree, then I need to know all the things, all the aspects of growing a lemon tree. I need to know what kind of ground it needs to be planted in. Uh, I need to know what type of fertilizer I need to use. I need to know how much I need to water it. I need to know how much sunlight it requires. Uh, I, I need to know what's the right time to plant that seed uh, so that I would get the ultimate growth out of it. I need to know how I should prune it or when I should pluck from the tree, when, when is a lemon ready to be plucked from the tree, and, and various things like that. And in our lives, that applies to our lives. For whatever your purpose is, whatever you know that you've been called to do, why you are here, then you have to learn everything there is to learn about that thing. And you've got to know when you need to do it, when you don't need to do it. You have to know the season and the timing to launch out into that business or to, to birth that idea. You've got to know who to share it with and who not to share it with. You've got to know when to invest and when not to invest. And so in our lives, we have to educate ourselves and develop a system on how to, to push and pursue after our purpose. And so Part of what we're talking about is in educating your, yourself, but also establishing systems. And systems are important to me. As many of you know, if you listen to this broadcast, a few years ago I was diagnosed with being ADHD, ADD. And so all of my life I had struggled with being, in a sense, mixed, misdiagnosed of having various other, you know, uh, things going on. And then finally, the you know, I went to the right doctor at the right time and the right season in my life and received the accurate diagnosis of what was happening with me. And at that point, I had to make a decision that either I was going to allow myself to be, you know, in a sense paralyzed or limited by what, uh, what the diagnosis was or whether I was going to embrace, okay, this is what it is, but this is who I am, and keep moving in that direction. And so education helped me to be able to learn. I learned everything I could. I have books in my library on on what the, the different, how ADHD, ADHD, ADD affects women, you know, what are the different symptoms for that, how you, how you can overcome those things. And so I dug into it. I didn't allow fear 
to keep me from learning about something that I needed to know about. And a lot of times I believe that we don't establish systems, we don't educate ourselves because of fear. And one of the things that I've learned is that what helps me with the ADHD is establishing these systems, creating a system of how I do things, when I do things, you know, going about things in a systematic manner. And my father used to say that, you know, he has a system in his life and he has a regimental routine that he would do every single day and he sticks to that routine. And many people, when we look at our lives, we are educating ourselves, but we are not allowing that to be put into work by developing a system to help ensure that we are taking in that information and putting it to work automatically. And so I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the importance of establishing systems for, you know, a friend of mine, Janice, um, uh, shared with me, she said, Servola, you know, anything you do more than once, you need to create a system for it. And at the time, I was like, man, that's a lot of work because I do a lot of things more than once. You know, why should I create a system for that? And and I'm telling you, because I've done that and I continue to do it, it's not, you know, it's not a one and done. It's a continual process. It begins, it has begun to transform my life. And and so you'll hear, I'll tell my family, hey, I've developed a system for this or I've developed a system for that. They've gotten used to it, you know, but in realizing that, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, why is it important to develop a system or a routine for how you do things in a certain way so that you, you, can, um, you can ensure that you are bettering yourself and you're, you're improving upon the areas where they may, you know, I don't want to in a sense call them weaknesses, but they're just areas that need to grow and develop. And so... Let's look at that for a little bit, ladies. Let's talk a little bit about the importance of developing a system, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go into, or maybe we should talk about how we should develop systems and, you know, and try to keep it in, and I'll do my best to keep it in the simple terms as possible. Um, but, you know, Doc, I'm going to come to you first, and we're going to talk about, you know, why, how do we develop a system? You know, if, if, if the key thing is anything I do more than once, that I need to develop a system for it. And, and Doc, you know, I've known you all my life, and so I, I've seen various systems that you've developed. And, you know, back in the day, we didn't call them systems. We just say, oh, this is just the way I do things. So right. the way you do things, you know, we classified that, and then, you know, we got, you know, smart on it, and so we called it a system. But the way that you <laughs> do something and the pad, you know, that routine of doing it a certain way is a system. So, Doc, talk to us a little bit about how you develop your systems and kind of give us an example of that. Okay. I'm just thinking about, you know, patterns, you know, patterns of life, you know. Once you can put those pieces together, I'm a seamstress, you know, I can uh, I can pretty much put sew anything and put things together. And when you think about a pattern and you're going out and you're cutting that, you know, you, you you know, you lay that pattern out on the fabric. You go and you begin to cut it out, and you uh, uh, and and then once you get it all cut out, then you start putting the pieces together. So you have all of these different pieces, you know, that these pieces represent your life. They represent, you know, the different areas or the different places in life that you'll be going or or that you will to to you know to embrace and be a part of 
or to allow to flow through you. And and you've taken these different pieces and you're putting these pieces together. Once you start, you know, attaching the pieces together and, and, and as you're attaching these pieces together, they all fit. You know, when you're when you're cutting them, it looks like you have a thousand pieces all over the place. But then once you start, you know, attaching the pieces, those and how you attach those pieces is you you follow the instructions from the the, the manual that goes with that pattern for you know whatever dress or or, or, or pants or skirt or you know or hat or whatever you're making. And once you start attaching these pieces together through the directions that you have, then as you're attaching them together, then you can start seeing how this, this I would say it's a dress, how this dress is, is, is being formed, how it's being developed. And you, the, as you continue to attach the pieces, the more and more pieces you attach, the, the realization of what this is is so vivid to you, it's so real to you. You know, and, and, and once you've completed it, you put the final touches on it, you put the hem, you put the hem in it, you put the zipper on it. You got all of the the sleeves on it, and and you trying it on, and it's like okay, perfect fit, you know. And that's life. That's 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 it. You know, you you you've done everything that you needed to do by following the rules, by obeying the 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 the, the, the principles that have been laid out, the, the the laws that have been established, and and as you. Go through this life and, and, and processing and, and, and learning and, and, and being skilled and trained and, and watching and observing and, 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 and patterning your life. Then you begin, you know, you begin to see, you know, what God had planned for you. And so it's important, like you were saying, you know, to develop this routine. How do you develop this routine? You develop a routine by, 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 by systematically doing things. You know, you habitly do things. You know, I, I find myself... You know, when 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 I had a negative force, or I was always doing something negative. I found myself stopping, you know, thinking before I, I I act, or thinking before I went forth to do it, you know, to 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 do something. And so this routine of life is, you know, you having a a a a a, a pattern or or a system that you're following and that you're obeying, that you that you are are are, are designing your life after, and from that. You know, putting post-its on the mirror, you know, post-its on the door. You know, I, I, I have little cards and notes and things that I would write, and, 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 and I'm good with taking notes. So I would have my, 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 my pen and my, my journal on the side of the bed, and, and I'm writing things down. I, I've got one in my purse, and I'm writing things down. And now, you know, since we quote-unquote, gotten, you know, more electronic, I'm using my phone you know, to put my notes and, and my thoughts on it and things that come to me. So those are, those are routines and patterns that help you to be developed, that help and strengthen you and helps you know, form you into, you know, being this outstanding, powerful woman that God has created you to be. You know, Samantha, as we look into, you know, developing systems and how to develop them, you know, Doc is so key, and she was talking about how, you know, when you look at having to put a dress together, and I've only done this maybe, I can probably count on one hand how many things, well, maybe two hands. I, I've, I've been a little bit, you know, adventurous at times. Um, 
but how you take a pattern and when you receive that pattern, they give you instructions that you should step through and they show you a way that you should step through those things in order to accomplish the ultimate goal of creating this beautiful gown or dress or what have you. And so in our lives, you know, what are some other ways or different things that we can do to help ourselves to establish systems on how how to create a system and and you know naturally the interesting thing interesting thing about this doctor on is we do this naturally uh-huh. naturally we we create and we have systems in our lives we don't classify them as such but we have patterns and routines that we do on a regular basis and so it's not uncommon you know however we don't look at it in that perspective and so I want to talk a little bit about that. How can we look at what we normally do to create systems? Amen. So as Pastor Charlene was talking, and the, the pattern of life was, was very poignant, um, one of the things that I, I thought about was developing a system requires me to break down the need. What is the need? Why am I developing the system? And then begin to examine um, examine the the overall goal of what I'm trying to achieve and begin to take that apart piece by piece. When I begin to do that, I begin to walk out the steps of of developing that system. Um, One of the things that even as as Pastor Sherling was talking about the the patterns of life, um, I thought about there was a a time in my my father and my mother were at my house and, and they were helping me. And so the towels came out of the out of the dryer, and we sat down to fold them. And we weren't really thinking about it because we were talking. And as we were folding the towels, it, the end result was that the three of us had folded our towels, towels differently. They were all folded in a different pattern. What I realized is that none, uh, the towels were all folded, so nothing was wrong. Everyone had folded the towels. The, the end goal was the same. We folded the towels, but the steps or the the need for the reason why the towels was folded that became the difference. So it was my house, so I understood the 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 um, the layout of the closet. So I folded the towels not according to necessarily how I had been taught as a child, but I folded the towels based on the way that they would fit into the closet, the 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 room that they were going to be placed in, and so. I thought about that in being the difference when we talk about educating ourselves and developing the patterns of life. It's not that anything was wrong with the way the towels were folded because we all folded the towels. That was the goal. But they would not all fit in the space that was given because the space was different for everybody. And so when we talk about educating ourselves, it goes beyond just the basic knowledge of I can do this. But does what you know fit into the system of which you are trying to apply it? And then that becomes the the outcome of how we begin to um, how we begin to attack a system, how we begin to uh, look at a situation. I have this knowledge, but does it need to be tweaked to fit into the system that I'm in? Um, I, I realize that there are people who are very educated, and they can walk into a room and they can absolutely offend everyone in the room, more so because they allow their education to overshoot the the um, the people that they were talking to, um, to they, they belittled everyone in their uh, their desire to to display their knowledge. But when you begin to realize that I have all this knowledge, yes, God has equipped me, He's educated me, but now I need to take this knowledge and I need to be able to apply it 
to the group of people, to the system, to the, to, the, to the room that I'm in. It needs to fit the room that I'm in. That becomes the goal. So when we look at um, how to develop a system, we require the knowledge, and I believe in overshooting the knowledge in which I need for that particular system. I gain as much knowledge as I can. I educate myself as much as I can. I, I obtain more education than what I actually need for the, the space that I'm in, for the group that I'm talking to. But then I have to take that education and apply it to a, the group of people that I've been called to speak to at that moment, the group of people that, or, or the system that I need to apply it to at that moment. It's great to be overeducated, but then I have to have the knowledge of when to apply that education. Wow, wow. So what I, what I hear you saying, Samantha, is that, you know, you got to be able to define your goal or your need in order to be able to establish a system. And once you know what that goal or need is, then you have to learn or educate yourself on as much as possible about that goal or need. And then from there, walk yourself through the things that you need to do in order to accomplish it. And in doing that, you know, it's important that you tailor it to the audience or tailor it to the, the situation in which you plan to use it in. So I like the example that Chris gave us last week. You know, she, she knew that she had that emotional um, explosion that happened between her and someone that she worked with. And so she took from that, hey, I need to make sure that I don't do this anymore. And part of it is because, I didn't, I didn't talk about things that I probably should have talked about initially. So she, she looked at, she researched herself, and she analyzed and said, okay, mm, I, I, I should have done this, but I didn't do it. So I learned this about myself. When I get overloaded with so many different things that I, I have a shorter fuse. So how do I still have these difficult conversations with my short fuse? Because I know that I can't change the dynamic of, what people do, so people are going to do what they do, but how can I still work on me, the person that I do have control over, to make this transition? And so that was educating yourself on all that you need to know, and I'm sure there's some, some education in there on emotional intelligence and learning about yourself and all that different jazz, and then moving that into, okay, now i got to learn how to have these conversations. And so she alluded to the book on uh, Crucial Conversations by Vital Smarts. And, and recognizing, hey, I'm going to take from this book the elements from this book and I'm going to apply it to my everyday life. Now, does it mean, and this is driving into what you were just leaning on toward the end of what you were talking about, Samantha, does it mean that if I follow the steps point blank that I'm going to get those results? No, it may not mean that. Does it mean that I need to tailor it for the, the conversations that I'm going to have with the people that I need to have them with? Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things that we have to remember is though we are developing, you know, we're educating ourselves and we are researching ourselves and we're coming to the knowledge of things, it's so important that we do not narrow down and think that everyone is robotic in some way that we can just treat, you know, treat every single situation the exact same way for every single person. We are all created differently. We are all, you know, we're all made in God's image, but he had a different image for each and every one of us. He gave us all a different drop of his personality. And so in us being different, 
there's, we're not going to be, and this flows into even education, we're not going to be able to be educated the same way. How you research is not going to be the same way that I research. How I learn mm-hmm. may not be the same way that you learn. And so because we learn differently, that means when it comes down to the application of what we learn and how we translate that into our lives, that's going to be different. How we apply it is going to be different. And I love what you said when you said, does what you know fit into the system that you are trying to apply it to? Does what you know fit into the system that you are trying to apply it to? So think about that for a moment. Do the things that we know fit into the system that we're trying to apply them to? And if they don't, maybe we need to tweak. Maybe we need to tweak some things so that they can fit. And one of the things that we just have to realize is in our tweaking systems and different things like that, that's not tweaking yourself. You, you and your core, your belief system stays the same. How we go about accomplishing those things are the things that we tweak. Samantha, I'm going to let you chime in on this. This is good. This is really good, ladies. And I'm uh, that, Oh, gosh, I like <laughs> There was so much that you said that I liked. Um, but one of the things I wanted to, to talk about was um, Pastor Talk, she talked about notes and how she, you know, she, she writes herself notes and, and she uses a phone now, but yet she leaves notes for herself concerning different things. She takes notes on, on what people say and she takes notes on, on different things that, that, that she does. Those notes, uh, when, when we do that, because I, I recognize that I leave notes, and sometimes to my husband it seems disorganized because he's, he's a very, you know, my husband is very orderly, whereas I kind of leave things around, you know, and, and, and they're there, and I know where they are. But he looks at them, and it, it, it seems just confusing. Now, I can take those notes, and I can put the notes together, and they give me the system. They give me the, the pattern. They 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 help me to develop the system when I take those notes that seem so disordered to him and I begin to place them together because it makes sense to me. Um, they give me the pattern of what I need to do. They give me, they, they help me to develop the system concerning what I've taken those notes about on how to accomplish the goal. And I think that's a very important part and point in our lives that when we begin to, to take notes, we begin to leave ourselves little clues on how to accomplish the goal or the task that was set before us concerning that situation. <clears throat> and there was something else that you said as well uh, that, that began to well, – you said something that triggered a, a, a thought in my mind, a word, a, a phrase that I've heard said before, and that phrase was um, an educated fool. The last thing we want mm-hmm. to be is an educated fool. We absolutely want to be educated, but we have to understand that even when we look back at what we began to talk about being educated as a child and how we obtain that education as a child, the Bible talks about how um, parents are to teach their children, and that's that base knowledge. That's that base education for, for who we are. Um, when we have the knowledge of Christ, when we begin to study his word and 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 um, begin to, to to seek his face concerning situations, concerning that system that we're trying to, or that thing that we're trying to accomplish, that goal that we're trying to accomplish. When we begin to seek his face first, it gives us that foundation that we need to withstand anything that would try to tear down what 
the goal that we're trying to accomplish or what we're trying to build because we have a strong foundational education, uh, knowing that, that, that it's built on the word of God, that it's, it's, it's built on, on the, the, uh, what God has called us to do. And that gives us strength to continue on no matter what comes our way. Um, that's the education that, that we're, we're built on. You know, I like what you just said there, Samantha, and in recognizing that we don't want to be an educated fool or EF. And recognizing that, I was thinking of a quote by Bon Chenard, and he said that once you educate yourself, you're left with choices. And I think that we become foolish when we limit our choices, when when our education is narrow, when we don't go to the full breadth of learning everything there is to learn about something, and we just do that narrow pocket, or oh, I'm just going to learn by what I read but I'm not going to allow myself to build on that knowledge by, let's say, going to a conference where someone can share with me even a broader view or even more uh, intense view of what I'm learning. Or I'm not going to, you know, take that into learning through application or learning through experiences or learning through other people's experiences. And so when we, when we just stick with one form of learning, we allow ourselves to become educated fools. We allow ourselves to become foolish because we believe that the only way something can be accomplished is by that one way. And so we pigeonhole ourselves into a place to where we don't have any choices because we, we've limited our ability to think outside of the box, to be out-of-the-box thinkers by, by, in a sense, saying, well, this is the only way it can be. And, and I think that that's an area where where even in our world, if we just take that step back and just look at the dynamics of, of the things that we've received into our lives, those pockets, you know, I like the, the story about Thomas Edison and how, you know, the, the reporter, you know, someone had asked him, you know, man, you know, you've you done this 9,099 times you failed, you know, and you finally got it at the 10,000th time that you did, that's when you actually created the light bulb. And, you know, the story goes on to say is that he said, no, that was 99, that was 9,999 times that I found that it didn't work, uh, you know, ways of not to create it, but they weren't failures, you know. And, and so one of the, the, the things that Edison did was at every point where he, he what we would consider things a failure he allowed his mind to stay open to the possibility of what that could be used for. And when we are educating ourselves and we're establishing systems, I think that it's so important that we leave our minds open in the midst of the things that we feel are challenging, we leave our minds open in the midst of things that we feel could be failures, and recognize that those could be opportunities or how that can be used someplace else, or where where can I grow from this? Where can I expand from this? And I know sometimes you say, well, how in the world can I use? Can you use a failure as a point of expansion? Easy. Don't look at it as a failure. Look at it as an opportunity to that that can be used for something different. For every hurt, for every struggle, for every disappointment. All of those things are happening, and they're working together for our good to make us stronger and to build us into a better person. But if we're looking at them from a perspective of, you know, lack or draining or they're pulling stuff out of us or we'll never accomplish anything, then guess what? 
that is the perspective that you'll always see them and you'll not grow for them because you're already looking at them from a place of limitation, that they are pulling you back. They are sucking the life out of you, as I heard a friend of mine say years ago. You know, if, you, if you're looking at things as they're draining capability instead of looking at how they can rebuild you or regrow you, then, of course, you'll always look at it as a, cha- uh, as a, as a, as a negative impact on your life or as a failure and not as an opportunity to excel. So, ladies, while we only have a few few more minutes in the broadcast today, and this has been really good, today we talked about educating ourselves and taking that education to allow us to evolve and create systems and tweaking those systems, those patterns, those routines in our lives. So I'm just going to give you guys a couple of moments, share with the ladies before we go off the broadcast today some of the key things that, that you just want, you know, them to, to take home with them and recognize um, that the importance of these two elements, educating and establishing systems. If you would, Doc, start us out, and Samantha, you end us up, and I'll close us out. Okay. I, I like the, the last point that you were speaking on, and, and, and it, what came to me is don't, let, don't look at a failure as a failure, but look at them as growth. As, as as you're growing, you're you're constantly growing, and I like to leave this point with us as we're leaving today, uh, is the principles, the policies, and the practice. Those things help to strengthen us. Those things help to develop us. Those things help to make us. And when you're talking about being ready, and we're we're, we're ready, getting ready to launch, and and be you know be the the, the dynamic women that God has called us forth to be, we need to take these actions. We need to take these things in mind, and we need to focus on them. Amen. And and I wanted to add, because, uh, Prophetess, as you were speaking and you talked about Edison, one of the things I got from that was that at some point my education has to be tested. That when we gain all of this knowledge, we can't be afraid to um, allow our education to be tested, actually we should look for opportunities to be tested in those points because those being tested in that in, the, in those points help, helps us to solidify what we've learned. It helps us it helps us even to grow even the more in our education. And so we can't back up from the test. We have to understand that that's a part of a part of the process. It's a necessary part of the process. It's a good part of the process. When, and, and like you said, when we look at things from a positive perspective we're able to, to grow even the more. Um, when we look at those things that we've been challenged in, in the learning process, we're able to grow even the more because we learn from the negative and the positive. So I would just like to leave uh, leave the women with the statement, don't be afraid of the test. Wow, I love it. I love it. Don't be afraid of the test and recognize your failure is growth. So, ladies, look, this has been a powerful a powerful segment today. I hope you guys go back and listen to it over and over and push it out to someone that you know needs to be encouraged in this area of their life. Next week we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the A in ready, and that is to assess and activate. So I hope you guys are ready for next week as we launch forward. We get ready to launch, ready, set, go. Thank you for being with us today, and we look forward to having you guys back with us on next week. Thank you for joining the conversation with us today. We want to hear from you, so go to our website at www.women-camp.com and share your comments with us and gain more information on the Women Camp community and upcoming events. As always, thank you for tuning in today. We wish you well and have a wonderful day.